Hare Krishna, my dear devotees. Welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books right here in the Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And we've been reading the Srimad Bhagavatam almost every day for some time now, a few months. And um, it's the only way to get attached to Krishna. Chanting the holy name without offense and hearing the Srimad Bhagavatam carefully in the presence of other devotees who are also attached to hearing the Bhagavatam. So we should not think this is an ordinary thing. Uh, we may be perfect or not, uh, but if we keep doing this, we will become attached to Krishna. And that's the goal of life, to come to the point where all we want to do is to please Krishna. So Krishna is pleased when he, when he sees that we're interested in him and, and finally attached to him and in love with him. So this is the goal. Let's keep the goal in mind. Srimad Bhagavatam Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatan Goswami glorifies the Bhagavatam and describes what it is. It goes like this. Sarva Shastrabdi Piyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu, Kali Dvanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume. I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Marika Bando Matsangin. Madguru man mahadana manisdadagamad bhagya mad anandanamostute. My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadutadayin atini chuchatakada. Anamunchagadachin mam premna ritkanta yokspura. 
O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we reach the 21st chapter of the 4th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam and we are going to hear uh, the instructions by Maharaj Prithu beginning with text 13 Once upon a time King Prithu initiated the performance of a very great sacrifice in which great saintly sages, brahmanas, demigods from higher planetary systems, and great saintly kings, known as Rajarshis, all assembled together. Purport. In this verse, the most significant point is that although King Prithu's residential quarters were in India, between the rivers Ganges and Yamuna, the demigods also participated in the great sacrifice he performed. This indicates that formerly the demigods used to come to this planet. Similarly, great personalities like Arjuna, Yudhishthir, and many others used to visit higher planetary systems. Thus, there was interplanetary communication via suitable airplanes and space vehicles. Text 14 <clears throat> In that great assembly, Maharaj Prithu first of all worshipped all the respectable visitors according to their respective positions. After this, he stood up in the midst of the assembly and it appeared that the full moon had arisen amongst the stars. Purport According to the Vedic system, the reception of great exalted personalities as arranged by Prithu Maharaj in that great sacrificial arena is very important. The first procedure in receiving guests is to wash their feet. And it is learned from Vedic literature that one time when Maharaj Yudhishthir performed the Raja, a Rajasuya Yagya, Krishna took charge of washing the feet of the visitors. Similarly, Maharaj Prithu also arranged for the proper reception of the demigods, the saintly sages, the brahmanas, and the great kings. Text 15 King Prithu's body was tall and sturdy, and his complexion was fair, his arms were full and broad, and his eyes as bright as the rising sun. His nose was straight, his face very beautiful, and his personality grave. His teeth were set beautifully in his smiling face. Purport 
Amongst the four social orders, Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishyas, and Shudras, the Chatriyas, both men and women, are generally very beautiful. As will be apparent from the following verses, it is to be concluded that, there, that not only were Maharaj Prithu's bodily features attractive, as described here, but he had specific all-auspicious signs in his bodily construction. As it is said, the face is the index of the mind. One's mental constitution is exhibited by his facial features. The bodily features of a particular person are exhibited in accordance with his past deeds. For according to one's past deeds, his next bodily features, whether in human society, animal society, or demigod society, are determined. This is proof of the transmigration of the soul through different types of bodies. Text 16 The chest of Maharaj Prithu was very broad, his waist was very thick, and his abdomen, wrinkled by lines of skin, resembled in construction a leaf of a banyan tree. His navel was coiled and deep, his thighs were of a golden hue, and his instep was arched. Hmm. Hmm. Text 17 The black, slick hair on his head was very fine and curly, and his neck, like a conch shell, was decorated with auspicious lines. He wore a very valuable dhoti, and there was a nice wrapper on the upper part of his body. Text 18 As Maharaj Prithu was being initiated to perform the sacrifice, he had to leave aside his valuable dress, and therefore his natural bodily beauty was visible. He was very pleasing to, to, it was very pleasing to see him put on a black deerskin and, and wear a ring of kusha grass on his finger, for this increased the natural beauty of his body. It appears that Maharaj Prithu observed all the regulated principles before he performed the sacrifice. Text 19 Just to encourage the members of the assembly and to enhance their pleasure, King Prithu glanced over them with eyes that seemed like stars in a sky wet with dew. He then spoke to them in a great voice. Text 20 Maharaj Prithu's speech was very beautiful, full of metaphorical language, clearly understandable, and very pleasing to hear. His words were all grave and certain. It appears that when he spoke, he expressed his personal realization of the Absolute Truth in order to benefit all who were present. PURPORT Maharaj Prithu was beautiful in his external bodily features and his speech was also very glorious in all respects. His words, which were nicely composed in highly metaphorical, ornamental language, 
were pleasing to hear and were not only mellow but also very clearly understandable and without doubt or ambiguity. Text 21 The king said, King Pritu said, O gentle members of the assembly, may all good fortune be upon you. May all of you great souls who have come to attend this meeting kindly hear my prayer attentively. A person who is actually inquisitive must present his decision before an assembly of noble souls. Purport In this verse, the word sadhava, all great souls, is very significant. When a, pers when a person is very great and famous, many unscrupulous persons become his enemies, for envy is the nature of materialists. In any meeting, there are different classes of men, and it is to be supposed, therefore, that because Prithu Maharaj was very great, he must have had several enemies present in the assembly, although they could not express themselves. Maharaj Prithu, however, was concerned with persons who were gentle, and therefore he first addressed all the honest persons, not caring for the envious. He did not, however, present himself as a royal authority empowered to command everyone, for he wanted to present his statement in humble submission before the assembly of great sages and saintly persons. As a great king of the entire world, he could have given them orders, but he was so humble, meek, and honest that he presented his statement for the approval in order to clarify his mature decision. Everyone within this material world is conditioned by the modes of material nature and therefore has four defects. But although Prithu Maharaj was above all these, still, like an ordinary conditioned soul, he presented his statements to the great souls, sages and saintly persons present there. Text 22 King Prithu continued, By the grace of the Supreme Lord, I have been appointed the king of this planet, and I carry the scepter to rule the citizens, protect them from all danger, and give them employment according to their respective positions in the social order established by Vedic injunction. Report. A king is supposed to be appointed by the Supreme Personality of Godhead to look after the interests of his particular planet. On every planet there is a predominating person, just as we now see that in every country there is a president. If one is president or king, it should be understood that this opportunity has been giving, given to him by the Supreme Lord. According to the Vedic system, the king is considered a representative of Godhead and is offered respects by the citizens as God in the human form of life. Actually, according to Vedic information, the Supreme Lord maintains all living entities and especially human beings 
to elevate them to the highest perfection. After many, many births in lower species, when a living entity evolves to the human form of life, and in particular to the civilized human form of life, his society must be divided into four gradations as ordered by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In Bhagavad Gita, Chatravarnyam Miyashristam, the four social orders, the Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishyas, and Shudras, are natural divisions of human society. And as declared by Prithu Maharaj, every man in his respective social order must have proper employment for his livelihood. It is the duty of the king or the government to ensure that the people observe the social order and that they are also employed in their respective occupational duties. In modern times, since the protection of the government or the king has been withdrawn, social order has practically collapsed. No one knows who is a Brahmana, who is a Kshatriya, who is a Vaishya, or who is a Shudra. And people claim to belong to a particular social order by birthright only. It is the duty of the government to re-establish social order in terms of occupational duties and the modes of material nature, for that will make the entire world population actually civilized. If it does not, if it does not observe the institutional functions of the four social orders, human society is no better than animal society in which there is never tranquility, peace, and prosperity, but only chaos and confusion. Maharaj Prithu, as an ideal king, strictly observed the maintenance of the Vedic social order. Prajayate iti praja The word praja refers to one who takes birth. Therefore, Prithu Maharaj guaranteed protection for prajanam, all living entities who took birth in his kingdom. Praja refers not only, not only to human beings, but also to animals, trees, and every other living entity. It is the duty of the king to give all living entities protection and food. The fools and rascals of modern society have no knowledge of the extent of the responsibility of the government. Animals are also citizens of the land in which they happen to be born, and they also have the right to continue their existence at the cost of the Supreme Lord. The disturbance of the animal population by wholesale slaughter produces a catastrophic future reaction for the butcher, his land, and his government. Text 23 Maharaj Prithu said, I think that upon the execution of my duties as king, I shall be able to achieve the desirable objectives described by experts in Vedic knowledge. This destination is certainly achieved by the pleasure of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the seer of all destiny. PURPORT 
Maharaj Prithu gives special stress to the word Brahma-vadina by the experts of the Vedic knowledge. Brahma refers to the Vedas, which are also known as Shabda Brahma, or transcendental sound. Transcendental sound is not ordinary language, although it appears to be written in ordinary language. Evidence from the Vedic literature should be accepted as final authority. In the Vedic literature, there is much information, and of course, there is information about the execution of a king's duty. A responsible king who executes his appointed duty by giving proper protection to all living entities on his planet is promoted to the heavenly planetary system. This is also dependent upon the pleasure of the Supreme Lord. It is not that if one executes his duty properly, he is automatically promoted. For promotion depends upon the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. It must ultimately be concluded that one can achieve the desired result of his activities upon satisfying the Supreme Lord. This is also confirmed in the first canto, second chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.13. Atak Pumbir Dvijashrishta Varnashrama Vibhagashaha Sanushtitasta Dharmasya Sangsidhir Haritoshanam The perfection of one's execution of his appointed duties is the ultimate satisfaction of the Supreme Lord. The word Kama Sandoha means achievement of the desired result. Everyone desires to achieve the ultimate goal of life. But in modern civilization, <clears throat> the great scientists think that man's life has no plan. This gross ignorance is very dangerous and makes civilization very risky. People do not know the laws of nature, which are the rulings of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Because they are atheists, of the first order, they have no faith in the existence of God and His rulings and therefore do not know how nature is working. This gross ignorance of the mass of people, including even the so-called scientists and philosophers, makes life a risky situation in which human beings do not know whether they are making progress in life. According to Srimad Bhagavatam, 7.5.30 They are simply progressing to the darkest region of material existence. Adantir Gobir Vishatam Tamisram The Krishna consciousness movement has therefore been started to give philosophers, science, scientists and people in general the proper knowledge about the destiny of life. Everyone should take advantage of this movement and learn the real goal of life. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 24 Any king who does not teach his citizens about their respective duties in terms of varna and ashrama, but who simply exacts tolls and taxes from 
Abraham. <clears throat> Excuse me. Any king who does not teach his citizens about their respective duties in terms of varna and ashrama, but sim who simply exacts tolls and taxes from them, is liable to suffer for the impious activities which have been performed by the citizens. In addition to such degradation, the king also loses his own fortune. Purport a king, governor, or president should not take the opportunity to occupy his post without also discharging his duty. He must teach the people within the state how to observe the divisions of varna and ashrama. If a king neglects to give such instructions and is simply satisfied with levying taxes, then those who share in the collection, namely, all the government servants and the heads of the state are liable to share in the impious activities of the general masses. The laws of nature are very subtle. For example, if one eats in a place which is very sinful, he shares in the resultant reaction of the sinful activities performed there. It is a Vedic system, therefore, for a householder to call Brahmanas and Vaishnavas to eat at ceremonial performances in his house because the brahmanas and vaishnavas can immunize him from sinful activities. But it is not the duty of rigid brahmanas and vaishnavas to accept invitations everywhere. There is, of course, no objection to taking part in feasts in which prasad is distributed. There are many subtle laws which are practically unknown to people in general. But the Krishna Consciousness Movement is very scientifically distributing all this Vedic knowledge for the benefit of the people of the world. Is there a, is there a parenthesis in that purport? Uh, there is, of course, no objection to taking part in feast in which prasad is distributed. There's a parenthesis after distributed, right? Yeah. And is the one is there one before it? There's one before it in the sentence beginning with it is a Vedic system, therefore for a householder to call Brahmins and Vaishnavas to eat. So that's what I thought. I think there's something. Oh, I see. It is a Vedic system, therefore. Okay, got it. Thank you. Text 25. <clears throat> Pritu Maharaj continued, Therefore, my dear citizens, for the welfare of your king, after his death, you should execute your duties properly in terms of your positions of Varna and Ashrama, and should always think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within your hearts. By doing so, you will protect your own interests 
and you will bestow mercy upon your king for his welfare after death. Purport The words Adhokshaja Diya, meaning Krishna consciousness, are very important in this verse. The king and citizen should both be Krishna conscious, otherwise, both of them will be doomed to lower species of life after death. A responsible government must teach Krishna consciousness very vigorously for the benefit of all. Without Krishna consciousness, neither the state nor the citizens of the state can be responsible. Prithu Maharaj therefore specifically requested the citizens to act in Krishna consciousness. And he was also very anxious to teach them how to become Krishna conscious. A summary of Krishna consciousness is given in Bhagavad Gita 9.27 Yat kadoshi yadishnasi yaj jahosi didasi yat yat tapasyasi konteya tat karushva madarpanam Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you give in charity, and whatever penances you undergo should be done in Krishna consciousness or for the satisfaction of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If all the people of the state, including the government servants, are taught the techniques of spiritual life, then although everyone is liable to be punished in different ways by the stringent laws of material nature, they will not be implicated. Text 26 <clears throat> I request all the pure-hearted demigods, forefathers, and saintly persons to support my proposal, for after death the result of an action is equally shared by its doer, its director, and its supporter. Purport. The government of Prithu Maharaj was perfect because it was administered exactly according to the orders of the Vedic injunctions. Prithu Maharaj has already explained that the chief duty of the government is to see that everyone executes his respective duty and is elevated to the platform of Krishna consciousness. The government should be so con conducted that automatically one is elevated to Krishna consciousness. King Prithu therefore wanted his citizens to cooperate fully with him. For if they assented, they would enjoy the same profit as he after death. If Prithu Maharaj, as a perfect king, were elevated to the heavenly planets, the citizens who cooperated by approving of his methods would also be elevated with him. Since the Krishna consciousness movement going on at the present moment is genuine, perfect, and authorized, and is following in the footsteps of Prithu Maharaj, anyone who cooperates with this movement or accepts its principles will get the same result as the workers who are actively propagating Krishna consciousness. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai what was the name of that person who gave you the coat? Antonio Soto. 
Antonio Soto got the, got the result. Text 27. My dear respectable ladies and gentlemen, according to the authoritative statements of Shastra, there must be a supreme authority who is able to award the respective benefits of our present activities. Otherwise, why should there be persons who are unusually beautiful and powerful, both in this life and in the life after death? Purport Pritu Maharaja's sole aim in ruling his kingdom was to raise the citizens to the standard of God-consciousness. Since there was a great assembly in the arena of sacrifice, there were different types of men present. But he was especially interested in speaking to those who were not atheists. It has already been explained in the previous verses that Prithu Maharaj advised the citizens to become Adhokshajadiya, which means God-conscious or Krishna-conscious. And in this verse, he specifically presents the authority of Shastra, even though his father was a number one atheist who did not abide by the injunctions mentioned in the Vedic Shastras, who practically stopped all sacrificial performances and, and who so disguised the Brahman disgusted and who so disgusted the Brahmanas that they not only dethroned him but cursed and killed him. Atheistic men do not believe in the existence of God, and thus they understand everything which is happening in our daily affairs to be due to physical arrangement and chance. Atheists believe in the atheistic Sankhya philosophy of the combination of Prakriti and Purusha. They believe only in matter and hold that matter under certain conditions of amalgamation gives rise to the living force which then appears as Purusha, the enjoyer. Then, by a combination of matter and the living force, the many varieties of material manifestation come into existence. Nor do atheists believe in the injunctions of the Vedas. According to them, all the Vedic injunctions are simply theories that have no practical application in life. Taking all this into consideration, Prithu Maharaj suggested that theistic men will solidly reject the views of the atheists on the grounds that there cannot be many varieties of existence without the plan of a superior intelligence. Atheists very vaguely explain that these varieties of existence occur simply by chance. But the theists who believe in the injunctions of the Vedas must teach all their conclusions under the direction of the Vedas. In the Vishnu Purana, it is said that the entire Varnasham institution is meant to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The rules and regulations set up for the execution of the duties of Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishyas and Shudras, or Brahmacharis, Grihastas, Vanaprastas and Sannyasis are all meant to satisfy the Supreme Lord. At the present moment, although the so-called Brahmanas, Chatriyas, Vaishyas and Shudras are 
have lost their original culture. They claim to be brahmanas, chatriyas, vaishyas, and shudras by birthright. Yet they have rejected the proposition that such social and spiritual orders are especially meant for worship of Lord Vishnu. The dangerous Mayavad theory set forth by Shankaracharya that, that God is impersonal does not tally with the injunctions of the Vedas. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu therefore described the Mayavadi philosophers as the greatest offenders against the personality of Godhead. According to the Vedic system, one who does not abide by the orders of the Vedas is called a Nastika or atheist. When Lord Buddha preached his theory of non-violence, he was obliged to deny the authority of the Vedas. And for this reason, he was considered by the followers of the Vedas to be a Nastika. But although Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu clearly enunciated that the followers of Lord Buddha's philosophy are Nastikas or atheists because of their denial of the authority of the Vedas, he considered the Shankarites who wanted to establish Vedic authority by trickery and who actually followed the Mayavad philosophy of Buddhist school to be more dangerous than the Buddhists themselves. The Shankarite philosopher's theory that we have to imagine a shape of God is more dangerous than denial of the existence of God. Notwithstanding all the philosophical theorizing by atheists or mayavadis, the followers of Krishna consciousness rigidly live according to the injunctions given in Bhagavad Gita, which is accepted as the essence of all Vedic scripture. In Bhagavad Gita 1846 it is said, Yatak pravritir bhutanam yena sarvam idam tatam svakarmana tamarbhyarchcha siddhim vindadimanavaha By worship of the Lord, who is the source of all beings and who is all-pervading, man can in the performance of his own duty, attain perfection. This indicates that the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the original source of everything, as described in the Vedanta Sutra, Janmad Yasya Yataha. The Lord Himself also confirms in Bhagavad Gita, Ahamsarvasya Prabhavo, I am the origin of everything. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the original source of all emanations and at the same time as Paramatma he, he is spread all over existence. The Absolute Truth is therefore the Supreme Personality of Godhead and every living being is meant to satisfy the Supreme Godhead by performing his respective duty Sukarmana Tamarbhyarchja Maharaj Prithu wanted to introduce this formula amongst his citizens. The most important point in human civilization how long is this purport? Three more pages. 
The most important point in human civilization is that while one engages in different occupational duties, he must try to satisfy the Supreme Lord by the execution of such duties. That is the highest perfection of life. Svanushtitasya dharmasya sangsidhir haritoshanam By discharging one's prescribed duty, one can become very successful in life if he simply satisfies the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The vivid example is Arjuna. He was a Chatriya. His duty was to fight. And by executing his prescribed duty, he satisfied the Supreme Lord and therefore became perfect. Everyone should follow this principle. The atheists who do not are condemned in Bhagavad Gita 1619 by the following statement Tanaham Dvishatakruran Sangsareshu Naradaman. In this verse, it is clearly said that persons who are envious of the Supreme Personality of Godhead are the lowest of mankind and are very mischievous. Under the regulated principles of the Supreme, such mischievous persons are thrown into the darkest region of material existence and are born of asuras or atheists. Birth after birth, such asuras still go further down, finally to animal forms like those of tigers or similar ferocious beasts. Thus, for millions of years, they have to remain in darkness without knowledge of Krishna. The Supreme Personality of Godhead is known as Purushottama, or the best of all living entities. He is a person, like all other, all other living entities, but he is the leader, or the best, of all living beings. That is stated in the Vedas also. Nityo nityanam chetanas chetananam kata upanishad 2, 2, 13. He is the chief of all eternals, the chief of all living entities, and he is complete and full. He has no need to derive benefit by interfering with the affairs of other living entities, but because he is the maintainer of all, he has the right to bring them to the proper standard so that all living entities may become happy. A father wants all of his children to become happy under his direction. Similarly, God or Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, has the right to see that all living entities are happy. There is no possibility of becoming happy within this material world. The Father and the Sons are eternal, but if a living entity does not come to the platform of his eternal life of bliss and knowledge, there is no question of happiness. Although Purushottam, the best of all living entities, has no benefit to derive from the common living entities, he does, not, he does have the right to discriminate between their right and wrong ways. The right way is the path of activities meant to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead, as we have already discussed. Sunushtitasya dharmasya sangsitir haditoshanam a living entity may engage in any occupational duty, 
But if he wants to have perfection in his duties, he must satisfy the Supreme Lord. As such, one who pleases him gets better facilities for living. But one who displeases him gets involved in undesirable situations. It is therefore concluded that there are two kinds of duties, mundane duty and duty performed for the sake of yajna or sacrifice, yajnartat karma. Any karma, activity, one performs which is not for the purpose of yajna is a cause of bondage. Yajnartat kamanonyatra lokoyam karmabandhanaha Work done as a sacrifice for Vishnu has to be performed. Otherwise, work binds one to this material world. Bhagavad Gita 3, 9 Karma bandhana, or the bondage of karma, is administered, is administered under the regulations of the stringent laws of material nature. Material existence is a struggle to conquer the impediments put forth by material nature. The asuras are always fighting to overcome these impediments and by the illusory power of material nature the foolish living entities work very hard within this material world and take this to be happiness. This is called maya. In that hard struggle for existence they deny the existence of the supreme authority Purushottama, the supreme personality of Godhead. In order to regulate the activities of living entities, God has given us codes, such as a king gives codes of law in a state, and whoever breaks the law is punished. Similarly, the Lord has given the infallible knowledge of the Vedas, which are not, not contaminated by the four defects of human life, namely the tendency to commit mistakes, to be illusioned, to cheat, and to have imperfect senses. If we do not take direction from the Vedas and act, but act whimsically according to our own choice, we are sure to be punished by the laws of the Lord, who offers different types of bodies in the 8,400,000 species of forms. Material existence, or the sense gratification process, is conducted according to the type of body we are given by prakriti, or material nature. As such, there must be divisions of pious and impious activities, punya and papa. In Bhagavad Gita 7.28, it is clearly stated, yesham tvantakatam papam jananam punya karmanam te dvandvo mohanirmukta one who has completely surpassed the resultant activities of the impious path of life, this is possible only when one engages in exclusively in pious activities, can understand his eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Thus one engages in the Lord's transcendental loving service. This life of engaging always in the loving service of the Lord is called adhokshajat diya, or a life of Krishna consciousness, which King Prithu meant his citizens 
to follow. The different varieties of life and of material existence do not come about by chance and necessity. They are different arrangements made by the Supreme Lord in terms of the pious and impious activities of the living entities. By performing pious activities, one can take birth in a good family, in a good nation. One can get a beautiful body or, or, or can become very well educated or very rich. We see, therefore, that in different places and in different planets there are different standards of life, bodily features, and educational statuses, all awarded by the Supreme Personality of Godhead according to pious or impious activities. Varieties of life, therefore, develop not by chance, but by prearrangement. There is a plan which is already outlined in the Vedic knowledge. One has to take advantage of this knowledge and mold his life in such a way that at the end, especially in the human form of life, he may go back home, back to Godhead, by practicing Krishna consciousness. The theory of chance can, be best, can best be explained in the Vedic literature by the words agyata sukriti, which refer to pious activities performed without the actor's knowledge. But these are also planned. For example, Krishna comes like an ordinary human being. He comes as a devotee, like Lord Chaitanya, or he sends his representative, the spiritual master or pure devotee. This is also the planned activity of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They come to canvas and educate, and thus a person in the illusory energy of the Supreme Lord gets a chance to mix with them, talk with them, and take lessons from them. And somehow or other, if the conditioned soul surrenders to such personalities, and by intimate association with them, chances to become Krishna conscious, he is saved from the material conditions of life. Krishna therefore instructs, Sarvadharman prichaja mamekang shananam braja ahang tvam sarvapapebhyo mokshayishami mashuchaha Abandon all varieties of religion and just surrender unto me. I shall deliver you from all sinful reaction. Do not fear. Bhagavad Gita 18.66 The word sarva papebya means from sinful activities. A person who surrenders unto him by utilizing the chance to associate with the pure devotee, spiritual master, or other authorized incarnations of Godhead, like Prithu Maharaj, is saved by Krishna. Then his life becomes successful. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. What a purport. Uh, our apologies. We had no idea how long that purport was going to be. But once we started, we couldn't turn back. So we're very late. It's almost 8 o'clock. We'll stop here. And we will continue tomorrow. Uh, beginning with text 28 and 29. And we will wait for the reflections of the assembled sages. Hare Krishna.
Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and Sriman Bhagavatam. All glories to the Bhagavad Purana. All glories to his divine grace. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi says Hare Krishna Maharaj. Yeah, Sudevi Dasi, Hare Krishna to you too. And from Bhakti Rupa. Yes, Bhakti Rupa. Thanks for reading, Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. I liked how Maharaj Pritu would speak pleasing words that consisted of his own realizations of the absolute truth, mm. and thus they benefited everyone. Mm. This is something we can emulate in our own small way. Mm. If we speak about things that we have understood from our hearing of Prabhupada's books throughout our day, then everyone we speak to <coughs> will become pleased and elevated, and so will we. It's also really fun to share little realizations we've had. Thank you for that reflection. It's wonderful and it's true. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. She says, Jagaru Maharaj, tapping into the stream of truth and feeling at home. Yes, the absolute truth, no less. Hare Krishna. <coughs> This is from Anandamurti. Yes, Anandamurti. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for today's readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Prithu Maharaj said to his citizens, quote, You should execute your duties properly in terms of your positions of Varna and Ashram and should always think of the Supreme Personality of Godhead within your hearts. By doing so, you will protect your own interests and you will bestow mercy upon your king for his welfare after death. Unquote. And Prabhupada quoted Bhagavad Gita 9, 927, Whatever you do, whatever you eat, whatever you give in charity, and whatever penances you undergo should be done in Krishna consciousness or for the satisfaction of the Supreme Godhead. Unquote. I thought this is very nice and important. Both leader and citizen need to become Krishna conscious. Yesterday I went to one of the clever university in Kyoto and distributed eight Bhagavad Gita, five Krishna books, oh. and two Prabhupada Lamrita and twelve other books. Some students know about Bhagavad Gita or Krishna, fortunately. I hope they come to Krishna consciousness one day by the support of Srila Prabhupada's books and lead the society like Prithu Maharaj. Hare Krishna, and may you continue to distribute these books <coughs> in, in that way, be later, a leader in your own right. It's a wonderful example. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Anandamurti. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. And from Radha Devi. Yes, Radha Devi. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. From Ameyatma Das. Ameyatma, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna Maharaj, my respectful obeisances to you. This is Ameyatma Das from New Zealand. I remember you from long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> Th 
Thank you for your clear and illuminating daily readings. Hearing Srila Prabhupada's words today helped me to consider more deeply how responsible our position is in society, having access to this most valuable and highly relevant knowledge of the Srimad Bhagavatam. We may not all be kings or highly qualified brahmanas, but still we can share this knowledge according to our realization and capacity. Thank you, Atmayatma. Thank you very much. I'm finding that just by reading, yeah, slowly and carefully, and completely satisfied. I feel Prabhupada's presence uh, all the time. So, yes, this is absolutely true what you said, and we have been blessed, doubly blessed, and infinite, infinitely blessed. Hare Krishna. From Subarao? Yes, Subarao. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for your daily readings. One of the many gems is from 421.23. Quote, Brahma refers to the Vedas, which are also known as Shabda Brahma, or transcendental sound. Transcendental sound is not ordinary language, although it appears to be written written in ordinary language. Unquote. Thank you for broadcasting the Shabda Brahma. Thank you. By, by the blessings of the Vaishnavas, may I continue forever. Hare Krishna. This is from Rati Mandrari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my respectful obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Tonight I remarked how Sri the Prabhupada wrote that when one eats at a sinful place, one shares in the sinful reactions of the place. I thought that was another good reason not to eat at restaurants that I had not thought of ever, or not since a long time. I am already avoiding it in general, but sometimes I go somewhere to drink something with a friend. Still room to improve. Hare Krishna, thank you very much. There's always room for improvement, and there's no limit to the improvement. In the spiritual world, everyone is trying to please Krishna, and Krishna is trying to please everyone. So there's an eternal competition going on. And nobody is ever the loser. Everyone is always the winner. And that's what creates an unlimitedly blissful, ever-increasing blissful atmosphere. Thank you very much. And I'm going to have to stop. Are there many left? One left. One more. Thank you. This is from Rosie Prema. Hey, Rosie. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. Hare please, Krishna. Please accept my humble obeisances. Today, teaching yoga to kids, we have chanted the Maha Mantra. The response is so enthusiastic and joyous. Why instead some people refuse to even <laughs> want to hear about Krishna? Thank you. Well, as it says in the Bible, if you want to go back to the kingdom of God, you have to become as a little child. Because little children are innocent. Why? They don't know about sex. And therefore they, they, they don't have the same degree of anxiety and suffering that we do. Yes. So Prabhupada said, chant Hare Krishna uh, as if a baby crying for its mother. And then you will get the goal. 
Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samabira Bhaktivinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. Thank you very much. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Prita Maharaj enlightens us with his instructions. Hare Krishna.